Welcome back to the Coconut Grove Podcast. Katie here, and this week I'm doing a solo episode on social media predictions. Stay tuned, it'll be fun. Hello, hello, it's podcast day. Katie here, just flying solo this week. And we're going to be talking about social media predictions because that in and of itself is a trend. And we'll get into that later. But I'm really excited about this episode because I feel like, like most of my solo episodes, it's pretty timely in my life. And I think all of the information we're going to talk about this week is going to be pretty useful. And um, I would like to go back to this episode a year from now or even six months from now and see which of these predictions were accurate. So stick with this episode. I'm really excited to dive in. But before we do, we're going to just start the episode off like we usually do, uh, covering some of the intro bits. Here's the first part. We start with stories and fun updates. So let's do that. Um, I don't have a ton of stories or fun updates usually to share, but this week I guess I can say that I have kind of a small update. I am posting on Instagram again, at least for now. Um, If you've been following me for a while or following the podcast for a while, you know that I've had a very uh, rocky relationship with Instagram. So coming back and posting again is kind of a big deal for me. So I posted and who knows how long that's going to stick around. Um, I did um, like a carousel where you can see photos of my real life. And then I also just posted a reel for fun. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But maybe this conversation kind of... um, will shine a light into my thought process on deleting Instagram, posting it again, and kind of where I'm thinking about social media in the future. So that's my update. If you want to see what I posted, head over to my Instagram at Katie Dessen. The next piece of the intro is sunshine medicine, which is basically the thing that Ashley and I say, like powers our week or like gave us some sort of like happiness or hope throughout the week. So I have two this week. My first one is background sounds on iPhone. It's an accessibility feature that I just discovered. But basically, you can have like rain sounds or ocean sounds or just like white noise either playing on your phone by itself or you can have it in the background of your of your music, which is the way that I like to listen to it. So I'll just like have rain sounds behind all of my Spotify music. It's amazing. It's it like triggers something in my brain that makes me so at peace and so productive at the same time. I love it. Sunshine Medicine 1. Number two, I feel like this is really going to to tell you everything to know about me. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, My other Sunshine Medicine is the TV show Glee, which is, I know, it's very problematic. It's very cringe. It's it's got a chokehold on me, and it has ever since the first season came out. And I thought I was done with my Glee phase, but then I caught myself watching episodes. (laughs) and continuing to watch episodes. And then I'm like feeling, okay, I think I'm going to actually watch the full full first season. And then also, like, I don't think I can stop after just watching one season. I feel like I'm going to end up re-watching the entire show. Yeah, I enjoy it. I'm sorry. That's everything to know about me. Um, okay. The next piece of the intro is what I'm looking forward to. Um, this can just be short-term or long-term. doesn't really matter. So, Mine this week is the movie Disenchanted, which is the sequel to the Disney movie Enchanted. I guess I didn't really know how much I liked Enchanted until the sequel came out, until I saw the trailer for the new one, and then I got really, really, really excited. Yeah, Amy Adams, James Marsden, 
um, Patrick Dempsey. I think the whole cast is coming back. Really cute, fun movie. I just love like Disney things and like getting back in touch with my inner child. So really excited for that movie, oddly. Um, Okay, last bit of the opening is What's Hot, and this is usually everybody's favorite. So I don't have any product recommendations or TV show recommendations this week, but my two What's Hot, I guess, are one, boundaries, because we're going to talk about boundaries in terms of social media and like um, you're setting boundaries around your phone. So we're going to get into that in a bit, but also just boundaries in general. This is something that Ashley and I talk about pretty much every week or every other week, something comes up where we're like, okay, this is a good reminder to set boundaries. Let's set boundaries here. So I'm just going to pop that one in here, whether you need to set more boundaries or you need to explore the boundaries you've already set. Um, that's hot. (laughs) And then my other one is just creating, Um, kind of also plays into this episode, but just something that's been on my mind is just creating to create. Last week, one of my, I think one of my what's hots was my art journal because I started art journaling again. So that kind of plays into that as well. I'm just kind of in this mood of, I'm not very good at many of these things, but I just like to make them and it feels good to make things and just let that be the end result. So that's what I'm doing. And I think that's hot. Anyways. Shall we talk about some episode goals? Because I know you guys are eager to get into this one. So in this episode, there are going to be three main goals. The first one is to share and discuss social media predictions. We're going to talk about some that I'm hearing and kind of think through what's going on in the world. Um, The second is to talk about which apps are hot and which are not. Like what's coming up? What's new? What's interesting? What should we be downloading? And what should we just like not care about? And then the last thing is let's discuss what healthy social media habits look like. And I think just like habits around your phone in general. So let's get into it. All right, social media predictions. This is going to be fun. I'm going to read through some predictions that I've heard on the internet and maybe talk through some of my own. But a lot of my own, I think, are also just reflective of what other people are saying. I guess I should preface this by saying that for the most part, and not surprisingly, the real actual solid predictions could not be found on Google, but actually on social media, on TikTok or Instagram, um, which I don't find surprising at all. But when you're Googling like social media predictions, the majority of the information that comes up is not for like creators or the average Joe. It's a lot of it, maybe this is just my Google, but a lot of what I was seeing was around monetization and how businesses could use social media to work. And that's not really what I was wanting to dive into, but it, I guess I should cover it because I think it's important to the conversation anyways. So from a monetization standpoint, businesses are like really struggling to figure out how to naturally communicate with their customers. It's kind of funny, um, maybe just from my point of view, but um, let me let me add this statistic in to really show you the desperation of how businesses are viewing social media. Um, so this article says social media platforms are expected to lose 40 billion of revenue opportunity between this year and next. This report predicts that there will only be a 5.2% growth in 2023. And in 2022, there was only an 11% growth, but Let's look back even further, 2021, 
there was a 48% jump in revenue opportunity for these businesses. So you can see from their thought process, they're seeing that the opportunity for money is really declining. So they're getting desperate because for a while, like it said, 48% jump in revenue opportunity in 2021, like from a business perspective, that's just gold, right? Obviously, as consumers, we're getting really tired of this messaging, the same kind of thing over and over again. And people are getting really bored or like cringed out from this content that's kind of outdated in in some ways, shape or form. So um, you can see a lot of this pushback in like the comment sections of big businesses or like when big businesses comment on viral videos, like the comments underneath those comments of the business, they're savage. So one example that comes to mind is when I think of national ads and like TV ads that I'm seeing on like Hulu or just live TV, and they're using songs and trends from like quarantine 2020, which from a business view, they're like, oh, this should totally be trending now or still, I should say. But for us, for consumers or people who are on the internet a lot, we're consuming a lot of these trends. We're really bored. (laughs) We can like, we can feel the inauthenticity of it. And businesses are picking up on that. So what we're seeing now from a business uh, point of view is they're starting to use the faces of their employees as like their brand. So going back to this like Glossier 2012, 2013, like right in the very beginning when they were starting to grow, that was a huge strategy for them was using faces of their just their staff, their operations staff, their marketing staff, those were the faces of the business of Glossier. And I think a lot of other businesses are starting to pick up on that idea um, to give this sense of authenticity of like, uh, oh, our employees love our product so much too, even though they have access to it, um, they still love it and they think it's the best product ever. That's why you should also love this product because we all love it. Um, as a community. They're kind of giving this like false sense of community there. So I find that really interesting. And that's definitely something to keep watching on social media across the board. Um, Like, for example, on TikTok, you can really tell um, when an ad is just going to be unsuccessful. Because first of all, you have this platform that doesn't make like it doesn't make it easy for brands to get involved because it's not really an advertising platform. So creators on there, when they see an ad, very common is to just swipe right by it just by seeing the ad, not even giving the chance to listen to the ad and see what the ad was about. Um, So I find that really interesting. The habits around consuming ads are changing because we're feeling like we're being force fed stuff that we don't really care about. So I find that interesting that that's the reason why TikTok is growing so much and why it's really lacking on the consumer side of things is because businesses haven't figured out how to make that work, which, you know, I think that's good. They need to take a step back and they need to figure out what their customers actually want from them instead of thinking in in their pockets, which is how they are right now. So outside of business, what are we seeing that's successful? Community is the first thing, and that's not surprising to anybody, I don't think, because that's been the way that social media has been moving for the past 10 years, is away from this, like, celebrity or, like, worship space where you are responding to somebody who's bigger than you and knowing that you're not going to get that response back. Like, 
it gives the impression of shouting from a crowd at like one celebrity. But we're moving away from that and more into this like community space where people feel like level with the creator that they're talking to. And they feel like their creator isn't like on on a pedestal above them. Like they feel equal to their creator because their creator is cultivating a community that's saying like, you and I probably could be friends outside of this social media network or whatever. So that's definitely like continuing to rise. And those are the creators that we're really seeing like grow rapidly because they've built a community for themselves and for other people who watch their videos. So we're going to continue seeing that. Um, We're going to be seeing a a shift in what quality means a video. Um, So for a while we were hearing like, oh, your content needs to be high quality. It needs to be high quality. So what does that mean now? Because when I think high quality, I'm thinking lighting, good video, good sound, things like that, things that are important to YouTube and Instagram. But when I think about the broad view of social media, I don't see that being important to many people. And one of the reasons why um, I can source is the SNL audition TikTok that went viral. And it went viral specifically because it was too well done. It was, there was too much production value. Their stakes were too high for the creator. And when somebody, when a consumer or um, somebody scrolling on TikTok isn't looking for high production value or isn't looking for somebody who's trying really hard because that's not what the platform shows natively, then it feels really out of place and it feels cringy. So in an opposite way, those videos would go viral because the quality is way too high. So when we're talking about high quality content, we shouldn't be thinking about the actual visuals of it when it comes to social media, but actually like what's being said or what's being delivered. So the quality comes to the substance of the content itself, not the actual quality of the video or photo, or whatever it is. Um, We're also seeing a shift in authenticity. What does authenticity mean? Um, I saw a TikTok recently that basically it boiled down to when everyone is authentic, no one is authentic. And that was really playing into this, um, this change in social media around be real, which is one of the um, more larger growing new apps, uh, social media apps kind of out there right now. Uh, trying to compete with Instagram, but with with a twist of like, oh, you're posting in real time, so it's less curated. But the argument there is like, well, because people know that there's going to be some prompt later throughout their day, it gives them an opportunity to strive for that authenticity. And then on a cycle, like in a reverse way, they're being inauthentic by kind of planning for authenticity. So that's what the video is saying in summary. And I found that really interesting because I agree, the shift in authenticity is changing. When somebody is saying, I'm being authentic, but it just smells or feels like planned, it's not going to hit the same for the audience. We're also seeing that other apps are copying Be Real because there is this desperation from consumers saying like, we need something that's a little bit more substantial than the same style halls or like travel vlogs that we've been seeing over and over again. We're kind of bored of this repetition. Um, So Instagram and Snapchat are both adding features into their apps that are very similar to Be Real. You've got two minutes to take this photo. It posts on both cameras or it takes a photo on both sides of the camera, your front camera and your back camera. 
because that's what's real. So I find that really funny that they're trying to push this authenticity on us, even though by doing that in a reverse way makes it inauthentic. I also find the photo dump or like blurry aesthetic photos really, really funny. Um, And that's just another way that we're playing into this idea of authenticity without actually being authentic. Because in reality, when you're looking through your camera roll and you took eight photos, you're choosing the one blurry photo because it fits the aesthetic of what people are wanting to see from you. It gives this impression of our disposable cameras where they actually did look like that because we the two photos that we took on that disposable camera actually turned out like that. Like we didn't have the option of the high quality crisp image. So it's feeling, it's giving this fake idea of real when it actually is continuing to be curated. So I just find authenticity in general to be very funny. Um, Okay, how do we feel about that? Do we want to jump into some actual predictions from TikTok? Because this was just some Google research and just some thoughts. Um, I want to talk about some very specific predictions coming from some creators on TikTok of the actual changes that we would be seeing. So I find these interesting. And I'm going to link the creators in the show notes of these predictions themselves. I probably won't link each video, but these creators specifically, this is their job. So um, go follow them and listen to their future predictions. So... The first one that I have on my list is seasons. And this is something Ashley and I had actually talked about in the creation of our podcast. And this is something that she is kind of leaning towards in in a way of creating content. And when we think about our podcast too, is creating in seasons. So in this scenario, um, creators would be taking hiatuses and they wouldn't be creating content year rounds like they usually do, especially two, three, four times. Uh, pieces of content every single day is burning creators out. So we might see a rise in seasons where you have a very clear start and end date and you know what to expect from the creator. You know that they're going to be gone for three or four months at a time, twice a year or once a year, whatever it is. And outside of that, you don't have an expectation of watching or viewing or reading their content. So it gives a creator enough time to like recharge for one, but also be able to create new ideas and be able to come back with their next season of interesting content. I find that really cool. And I'm also really on board of that one. In a similar vein, we also have the prediction of episodes or playlists, which are like series of videos. Um, This really plays into the idea of seasons because if you have, you know, two seasons a year, then each of those seasons is going to have a different set of episodes or playlists. And this really also kind of plays into the idea of variety. I'm seeing a lot of um, TikToks expanding on their variety or TikTokers or creators just across the board of what they're capable of doing. They might be known for uh, like being a digital artist, but what they're also really good at is taking, you know, I don't know, travel videos and, and that becomes their thing for a minute. And then they're also surprisingly good at violin. Who would have known? So you watch your violin videos and suddenly you're getting like all of these deeper layers of people that actually are authentic instead of curating authenticity. So I think variety is going to be another big thing. Similar to episodes and playlists, I think we're going to be seeing more timelines. Like um, 
a creator saying, this is an end date or this is like a goal and I have to have it done by this. So then you are watching a creator kind of go through this timeline of hitting their goal or, or whatever it is. Like they're like, hey, in six months, I'm going to be traveling to, you know, Europe for the very first time, like watch me over these next six months, prepare for my trip or whatever it is. Like it could be an audition. I think that was an example one creator gave was that they have a really big audition in four months. And so you are anticipating audition day. And while you're waiting for audition day, you're watching the content of this creator prepare for audition day. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that in each individual niche. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Back to authenticity, I actually have this note that we're going to see authenticity, but with urgency. Um, That was also a video that I had seen from a creator basically saying like car videos are blowing up. And the reason why people are always in their car is because it gives a sense of not only authenticity, but urgency of the urgency of I need to make this video. I need to make it right now. I can't wait to get home to get to better light. I can't wait to get home um, to sit on my couch with my really pretty backdrop. Like we're not seeing those videos as much anymore. We're seeing a lot of like creators urgently creating, or at least it feels urgent and it feels in the moment. And that kind of plays back into that curated authenticity. So we're, we're desperate for it in some way, shape or form. Um, we're also going to be seeing less trend content and more original content. And what I mean by that is specifically with like Instagram and TikTok, um, primarily TikTok, is that we'll see trending audios and the ways that other creators have the potential to blow up is by using those trending audios or, you know, trends in general and recreating them for their own niche or for their own audience. And we're actually seeing a lot less of that now than we used to back in like quarantine 2020. We used to see those like trend videos or like trending sounds be the primary way that people were creating content. But More so now when you scroll, you're seeing less of those trends. You're seeing more original content, people speaking to the camera or people sharing their craft in some way. I love that and I want to see more. I have two more and these are actually kind of funny. Um, So the um, number seven that I have here is predicting trends is a trend itself. We're seeing already, I mean, hello, I'm doing a video on it because it's trending or not a video podcast. You know what I mean? I'm doing a podcast on it. Um, I've watched hundreds of videos on it. I've dozens to put this TikTok, or I'm sorry, why am I thinking this is a TikTok? It's a podcast. Putting this podcast together. And I'm also getting pushed like videos from creators on my TikTok page all the time on my For You page being like, this is what's going to be new and trendy. And this is what's going to be new and trendy. And if you want to be ahead of the curve, this is what's new and trendy. I'm getting a lot of those because that's new and trendy as well. Um, So watch out for the ones that are just jumping on the hype of it. And then the last one that I have is less value on looks, more value on voice. I said this one a little bit earlier uh, in a different way, but yeah, just across the board, people are caring less about what the creator looks like and what they're wearing and more on like the value of the information that they're giving, whether it's the value comes from actual value of like learning information or the value comes from entertainment. Um, That's for each creator to decide. But yeah, what'd you think? How do you feel about those predictions across the board? I'd really love to hear your thoughts. No, I I know I can't hear them right now, but uh, hit us up on Instagram. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about some apps. So now that we talked about predictions, some things that are changing across social media, what are the up and coming apps? And are there any? Are they going to be good? 
Um, so first one, obviously, is Be Real. That's the main one. I don't think Be Real is going anywhere anytime soon. I think it's here to stay. I think it's just going to be shifting and changing based on just the way people use social media. Um, here are a bunch of other ones that I have honestly never heard of. I couldn't tell you if they're hot or not, but I'm going to be watching them. And like I said at the top of this episode, I'm going to be very curious to see how each of these apps or predictions like changes over the course of the year. So here are some new apps. We've got Polywork, which is a social media app for professionals where they can like hit each other up for collaborations. We've kind of seen stum- stuff like that, so I'm really not sure that one's going to stick around too long. There's another app called Applaudable, and at first I was like, this is kind of lame, but apparently it's got a, a following. Um, I don't know how long that will last, but Applaudable is kind of like Instagram, um, but like gets rid of all of the icky stuff about it kind of, um, maybe for a user experience perspective, but definitely not from a consumer perspective. Um, this app is really leaning into like making purchasing easier and making recommend recommending products to your audience easier. And then it's also supposedly gets your like audience to better engage with your account. So I don't know how all of that's going to stand. I don't know if it's actually accurate, but Applaudable does have like a wait list open and their wait list apparently is stacking up. Okay, Supernova is another Instagram-ish app. I don't think this, one, this one's going to stick around very long um, because sadly, um, because the revenue goes to charity. And while that's a really amazing um, like venture for a business, when it comes to social media, I just don't think it's sustainable businesses to set up. It's very sad, but true. So I don't think Supernova will stick around very long, but I am curious to see how it develops. Um, This one I'm actually really excited for. This one's called Sunroom, and it's made specifically for women and non-binary creators. And it's kind of like an Instagram Patreon mashup, but apparently that's where all the similarities start and stop. It doesn't go much more beyond that. Um, So basically, you can subscribe to a creator um, whose content that you really like and be able to support them with a subscription. I think that one's going to be really cool. So I'm going to be looking out for Sunroom. We've got PearPop, which is a TikTok monetization app with a creator in mind. Um, It may or may not work. It might just kind of be one of those apps that only exists as long as TikTok is around, um, which is probably a while. But I don't know how I feel about that one yet. Uh, the next one is Locket, which I'm actually kind of excited for. I hope it's going to be good and I hope it sticks around. It's actually really cute and really wholesome. Basically, it creates a widget for your iPhone and inside this widget or like on the widget on your home screen, your friends can add their photos to it. So when you open your phone, you can see like uh, basically a slideshow of what your friends are up to right there in the day. Um So I think that's actually kind of cool as long as you have like a good group of friends that you just want to like share fun things with or like see what each other's up to. So that one might be really cool. It's called Lock It. The next one is Super Local, um, which is like, it kind of gives me Foursquare vibes. I don't know if anybody remembers Foursquare, but that was like a Yelp competitor because it has a map where you can like look at different businesses in the area. But the cool part of it is that you can earn money by recommending local places that you go. So when you're like looking on your map or in your friend's map, you can see all of the suggestions in the area of cool businesses. So I think that's actually really cool. I don't know if it'll stick around though. 
We'll see. Okay, two more. This one apparently is really big, but I have not heard anything about it, oddly. Um, it's a collage maker by Pinterest called Shuffles. That's it. You just make cool collages. And I guess you can make videos. And I guess people are using this for TikTok. I'm not sure yet. I need to do more research on it. But that one apparently is going to be big. Let's see. And then the last one apparently was really big last year. And I'm like, how come I've never heard of it then? But we'll see. Maybe I'm just living under a rock. This one's called Paparazzi. And basically, you just encourage your friends to post photos of each other's profiles as if they as if your friends were your paparazzi so like they can post your photos like photos of you that they took on your profile i believe that's how it works but anyways apparently it's growing according to the article i read on TechCrunch. <laughs> anyways what do we think i think a lot of people are usually reluctant about new apps especially when they're like this is going to be the new up-and-coming social media app like with um what was the one back in quarantine? Clubhouse. Do you remember how Clubhouse was going to be the app? And then like crickets once the beta ended. <laughs> so let's revisit this in a year or in six months and see if any of these actually get popular. All right. To end the episode, I want to go over a couple healthy habits, some things that maybe I could suggest to you to build some healthy habits around your Instagram. And I'm obviously bringing this up because of myself and my Instagram, because I had to build healthy habits around my Instagram. And I just want to share those with you um, because it, it's taken me a really long time to create really good boundaries with Instagram in a way of not consuming too much and also not comparing at all. Those are like really important to me. So these are some habits that you can implement. I've implemented some of them. I've implemented, I think, pretty much most of them at some point in time, and it does help. So here are some healthy habits around social media. Um, first, change some settings in your phone. Uh, you can limit screen time overall, or you can limit by app. You can delete apps, which I highly recommend. It is honestly the best. I don't know why I just didn't delete apps sooner. It really does free up your time. I highly encourage deleting apps. You can disable notifications. I have that done all the time. I never have my social media notifications turned on unless it's something really important, um, I, which it never is. <laughs> so disable social media no notifications. And then the last one on this is set your phone to do not disturb or create like um, a personal do not disturb, which you can do on your iPhone. That way, if you're not like dead set on turning your notifications off, you can at least disable them for a specific period of time to let yourself concentrate without the thought of Instagram or TikTok in your mind. The next healthy habit is exchange your scrolling for something else, for a different activity. So instead of getting lost on Instagram, uh, try reading. Oh God, these are going to sound so boomer, aren't they? Read, watch TV, go outside. No, that's literally it. I'm not even trying to be ironic here, but for real, like if you're if you're stuck in a scroll, you just like need to go outside for a minute and tell your brain there are other great ways of getting satisfaction in life other than your bright blue digital screen. Is that boomer of me? I'm sorry. Deal with it. Okay. Next is change your posting schedule. If you're a creator, you need to create a better schedule to allow better boundaries. So when you are not posting, 
delete the app. I'm serious. I did this and it's game changing. When you're not posting, delete the app. Create designated off days. So if you're a content creator looking for more freedom in life, don't create content 24-7. Create specific days that you create content and specific days that you do not touch social media. Um, Kind of in the same vein, batch create. Most content creators that I know already batch create, but if you are not batching your content yet, get on that. And then kind of playing into the predictions. Make your own season. Why not? If predictions can come true, be the first to make them come true, right? Somebody's got to be the first. Create your own season. See if that works. Okay. And then the last thing on my healthy habits list is to look at who you're following. First thing you're going to do is Marie Kondo the hell out of your followers list or following list, I guess. You can do both. But go through everybody that you are following. And if they do not spark joy, delete them. You do not need to be following them. Um, If you have a profile that you like to check up on regularly, but you don't like to follow them, create a folder in your Instagram saved and just save their profile for you to look back at if you just need to remember it for reference or something. You don't need to follow every account. So start unfollowing people. And then also, as you're scrolling, start watching yourself. Who are you comparing yourself to and why? And then how can you remove this comparison? If you're comparing yourself to another creator because they have a lot more money than you and you don't have the same money that they do, then you need to start asking yourself why and what can you do about it? Do you want their life? If not, then stop comparing it. If you do want their life, can you work for it? Can you work towards what they have? And then maybe in that journey, you'll realize that you already have what you need. More boomer energy for you. (laughs) Okay, that's it. That's the episode, Social Media Predictions. I hope you enjoyed. I hope it was entertaining and insightful. And continue this conversation with us on Instagram. You can follow us at the Coconut Grove Pod and then me at Katie Dessen. Links will be down in the show notes. And yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good week. Bye.